Hello, we are live here today at the Life Recovery Podcast, hosted by the Artistic Recovery, live at the 320 Center. Uh, we have a wonderful, awesome guest today, talented musician, songwriter, and pastor. Uh, has a decade of experience facilitating treatment and recovery groups. I would love to welcome uh, Aaron Podgorski, senior pastor and founder of the Bride Church in LaPorte, Indiana. All right. Well, thank you, Mike, for that wonderful intro, man. I appreciate that. Good yes. to be with you. Thank you so much. We're great, great to have you here. I'm humbled, actually, to, to even be sitting here with you. You've uh, impacted so many lives. Um, and our, our, our goal today is we're really going to talk about spirituality in recovery. Yeah. Uh, is the direction we're going. And uh, you bring a long history of being in treatment, the church, and really bringing that, that whole concoction together. Um, I, I think the first thing I really just kind of want to talk about and get started with is yeah. how we bridge the clinical application of recovery with the biblical application, because I think that is so deep and it, wow, that's a lot. Yeah, well, thanks thanks for having me on, Mike. I'm excited to get into this stuff too, you know. And um, the application, you know, clinical stuff, when you look at treatment, and uh, all the different things that are out there. And obviously there's probably more resources today. More than ever, you're correct, yeah. You know, than, than, there, than there ever has been. And, you know, you almost feel bad for past generations because there's, there just was so few resources, you know, years ago. Um, but when you, when you roll it in and you start to look at faith, and I would like to point out that statistically, when you incorporate faith into your recovery, into your treatment, um, you are statistically more likely to pull it off, you know, and, and to stay clean and sober. And so, you know, I, I think that's significant, you know, that, that there is something to that. Um, but I also think it's really natural to go into, I think a lot of the issues when we deal with addiction, it's not just a, a chemical dependency, you know, it's not just a, a medical condition. There's always something deeper going on. You know, there's always something at the root. We're talking about the roots here. We're talking deep. absolutely, you know, yeah. um, emotionally that's going on. There's some reason, there's some cause, you know, that maybe made somebody want to begin to use to begin with for sure, you know? And so I, I think that's a big factor. So then when you begin to incorporate faith and you start to look at your spiritual needs, um, that sounds deep, Yeah, you know, and, but so critical, right. When we bring that to the table in recovery and something we talk about here at artistic recovery is the multiple pathways in recovery, uh, spirituality being the cornerstone of maybe of all those pathways that, that we really bring to the table. Well, it's huge. I mean, even if you look at, you know, your different groups like AA and stuff, they're all going to talk about finding a higher power. They're all going to talk about, you know, yeah. th because that's something that we need in order to, to have hope and in order to just pull it off and really begin to move forward in our lives. There has to be some kind of breakthrough, you yeah. know, most definitely. And, and when you're talking about breakthrough, I think that's a great segue into the pushback mm. that we see because uh, in recovery, we know uh, how important that is, but at the, at the front end of that, you mentioned the word spirituality. You, you bring those spiritual principles out. Mm -hmm. And wow, there's a, there's a pushback. There's a hesitancy amongst 
people when that's brought out and how do you how do you like really get past that like how have you seen uh biblical applications really move people to really just at least open up open something up at least be willing to uh you know accept that this might be something yeah that's critical in my recovery well i think i think part of the obstacle that you have to overcome is there's a lot of just stigma out there you know there's there's a lot of opinions and a lot of viewpoints if you start to talk about the bible or you start to talk about faith and spirituality and things people just kind of all right where are we going with this yeah the minute you meant yeah and so you do have to kind of overcome that a little bit but i think a lot of it's just how do you present it you know um, if you come out of the gate and you're presenting it like, this is what I believe, this is the truth, and you know you better accept it or, or get out or something, like, well, people aren't real receptive to that. Um, what I would try to do, especially just talking about the Bible, you know, being such a big part of recovery, just being such a massive inspiration and tool and, you know, just life giving freedom, you know, I mean, that's how I feel about it, you know, but, but that's not necessarily the starting point with people, you know, I would just challenge them just to take a look at it for themselves, just strip away, you know, whatever kind of presuppositions you might have about the Bible or what you've heard about it. And just like, Hey, we're going to put some of this stuff on the table, share some verses and, and you can come to your own conclusions. That's fine. And at the end of the day, you may not feel the same way I feel about it. You may not see it the same way I do. But at least you took a look at it for yourself. You know, not, I never ask just, anybody to take my word for it. You know, But I'm also saying don't take somebody else's word for it. What they said. Let's look at it for yourself. Seek you it know, out. Yeah. And, and just, just hear it out. And, uh, you know, and at the end of the day, if it's, if it's not your thing, it doesn't jive with you, you don't want it. Well, that's your decision. You know, I'm certainly not going to jam religion or the Bible down anybody's throat, even though I think it's like, this is the key, you know, but you just put it out there for people and say, Hey, you can do with this, what you want to do with it. But it's been really beneficial and transforming my life. And I hope it helps you. Yeah, most definitely. And I've been blessed enough to, uh, witness you uh kind of that transformation of of letting people know you know where people they come in with a really closed mind um and it's not pushed it's not shoved it's not anything it's it's really presented in a way of um like you said like take a look for yourself i i I really like that because i think again so many people walk into this and they've heard it from over here they're listening to that and it's like have you experienced it yourself have you have you you know like yeah. we say, dip your toe in the water. Have you tried it? Right. Um, and then we see once they do, you know, uh, it starts with the book closed and then all of a sudden flipping through some pages of that book and and then like seeing that light come shine. Oh, through. yeah. And I think, you know, you, you can watch the guard come down with people and, and being a facilitator and facilitating recovery groups and getting to present faith was like a revolutionary thing for me because you get a lot of practice, you know, um, because sometimes people will sort of be on the attack about most definitely. You know, sometimes people will. You go, all right. They want to push it. They want to push you and see where's this guy coming from. Right. Where's where's he gonna go? Sure. So they're kind of pushing back. But what I always loved about the way you present it was it was, uh, and you know, my it's all about the love. You know, and you sure. presented you've always presented it with lo- with those principles that are the key to really the foundation of a good recovery: the love, the forgiveness. 
mm-hmm. the uh, you know all those principles that that come shining through when well when and you find some commonality you know you got to hit chords with people you know when we talk about certain things certain needs that we have and stuff spiritual needs and somebody might go oh spiritual needs I don't know about that and you say well how about what about peace hope you know what about <laughs> what about finding hope what about you know, the quest for joy or purpose or direction in life, like all of these kinds of things. And, and you know, as you start to talk about those things and kind of identify with people a little bit, aren't, isn't this what we're all looking for? Yeah. You know what I mean? And and even somebody, whether they're atheist or agnostic or they're a Christian or whatever they may be, they're going to acknowledge, yeah, you know, we do. Well, all we're trying to do is, is get to that point. And, you know, we think the Bible's the answer. Like, so we're going to use that, you know, to try and try and lead you down that path. But at the end of the day, it's your choice, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of how we present it. And I think, you know, the the practice of doing that and and just working with people and not forcing it on anybody, but but also being honest about it, um, it tends to yield better results. Most definitely. And uh, I like that you said... uh, that you need to find uh, things that was it chords that yeah you got to strike a chord with people you got to find some commonality yeah you know? so talking about striking chords uh, <laughs> uh, you are also a gifted talented musician um, I've I've again been blessed to listen to you play I've watched you play uh, it's moving uh, you know from one musician to another it's almost like jeez what's this this guy's amazing oh man. Well, thanks man I appreciate that. Um, and so we actually have we have a song today too that we're gonna kind of yeah maybe bring to the table and uh, you know when listening to it I gotta say there was something that stuck out to me there was a a line in it uh, in those lyrics the blind will will gain their sight by opening their eyes yeah oh it's actually the blind or okay maybe won't I got... gain their sight by opening their eyes you okay know? and it's kind of just That's, a, yeah. alluding to you know that there's something deeper. You know what I mean? That yeah. you need. And so I, I think I think part of the bridge that we're trying to cross there is like you, you get into music. Music is such a powerful thing. You know, it just music can move you in, in, in a way that, you know, it can take you to a different place, yes, a different time yes, altogether. You know, um, you hear a certain song and it, it takes you somewhere, you know, and you talk about striking a chord with somebody. It's one of the reasons why here, like locally, uh, in this recovery community that meets here at 320, you know, music's a big part of it. Art's a big part of artistic recovery, you know, um, the creativity aspect. And, and I like that, um, you know, the way you tie music into to really the whole application of it all, but also the, the really the important role of using it to, like you said, strike that chord with people. And yeah. we've seen that where uh, people, again, for whatever reasons, those roots that uh, they shut all those big questions down. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they don't know how to talk about those things. They don't know how to ask about them. Right. Um, but then, yeah, then you could play them a song and then you could, and then yeah. all of a sudden it's like, hey, let me ask. Them. Or they share a song. Yeah, or you they share I mean? a song, yeah. And it breaks down walls. It breaks down barriers. It really does, yeah. you know. And, and you know, music can give people something to identify with. Um, music can help people express things that, like you said, they can't maybe articulate verbally, but through music, 
they can get those emotions out and they can deal with things. And, uh, and so certain songs seem to really strike a chord. And it's been interesting because I've done, you know, worship music and stuff in church, you know, for 20 years or whatever. And, um, it's been, it's been interesting getting to share certain songs and worship songs with the recovery community because certain songs really resonate. And, uh, this song, um, is called Son of David. It's written by a group called Ghost Ship. And it's just a fantastic song. And I, what I love about it is it bridges that gap from, um, you know, just with faith and, and recovery and kind of makes this connection. And I love the song because it's really, it's straight from the Bible. It's from a story um, in the New Testament. I think it's like Mark 10 or nine or something where somewhere Jesus, in that area somewhere yeah. in that ballpark right yeah mark 10 it is yes, there we go and jesus encounters this blind guy and his name is bartimaeus and um you know this guy is kind of just chilling on the side of the road and he hears that jesus has come to town you know and he's coming through town and he just starts crying out son of david have mercy on me which is like the hook of the song yeah and um and everybody is kind of just, you know, here's this guy who's probably like a blind beggar essentially in this town because, you know, he had no means of providing for himself. He just keeps crying out, son of David, have mercy on me. And it's kind of acknowledging Jesus is the Messiah and the healer, and but he's calling out in his desperation. And um, people are like basically telling this dude to shut up. Putting you him know, down, knocking him down. Yeah, quiet down, you know, pipe down. Nobody wants to hear that. He doesn't want to talk to you, this, that, and the other. And it just says that he cried out all the more, saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And inevitably, Jesus goes and heals the man. And that's kind of like the setup for the song. But in the song, it dramatizes it as like this guy is hearing the crowds, you know, he knows that a king has come to the city and he's like, you know, if I could see, I would follow him too. If I could, you know, if I could reach out and see where this guy is, I would reach. And it just presents this desperation, you know, that I think people, when you're struggling with addiction, you understand that desperation. You understand getting to this point where it's like, I don't know the way out of this. Yeah, and I think this music, again, tying it back to, like you said, when we talk about addiction, when we talk about the spiritual nature, like you said, stigma is tied to everything. Yep. Um, and I think that this song, you know, in the powerful way you sing it as well, brother. Like, it is amazing. Hey, um, man, thank you. How real it is. And, I, you know, we're going to listen to it now and then maybe break it down. And, yeah. Just uh, one more thing on the end of that. Because yeah, hey, li I'm getting into this There's now. so many things. <laughs> yeah, let's get in there. But, let's get in there. You know, you get to the second verse, and it's like, the guy basically says, like, look, I can't leave where I'm at. I can't see where I'm going, you know. Um, he says, I cannot and leave this gate since I cannot see my my way, but I can stand and call his name. Like, the only thing that he has left to do yeah. is just to cry out like he did in the passage. And and, and when we tie that back in a recovery sense, like, everyone uh, in, on this journey has experienced that. Right. right there. That's the rock bottom. That's there's nothing left. Like at the bottom. Yeah. 
us hopeless. And that crying out is ultimately yeah. what leads to his healing and his breakthrough and everything else. So, you know, all the folks that, that you know, come to our thing on Wednesdays, our, our recovery night, where we do wor- uh, worship music and, and all that, man. It's just like, this is one of our jams, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So it's pretty cool. Very cool. Super cool. And let's listen to that.
Mr. Podgorski, that was one of the most amazing things I've heard. Oh, thank uh, you. Again, uh, I, I've heard it recorded, but watching you do it live is, it yeah, always changes the game. Like we were talking earlier, like live music, just that spiritual nature of that alone. Yeah. But unbelievable. And, and again, just the way it all ties back to recovery. It's like so point on. And, and that's why we could see at a recovery center when, man, when you play that, I could, I could just... The people would be, yeah, just even swaying to it, just how powerful it is. Absolutely. So thank you so much for coming today. Um, I hope My to, pleasure. I hope there's more for us later at some point. Uh, we're going to wrap this up today. Uh, so everybody, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for showing up on the, the video cast. Um, and just a reminder, get online, check out those resources, share. Find this song, share that song with everybody you know. Like it, love it. Um, if you're local, come check them out on Wednesday nights. Uh, Absolutely. If you can get in, because it's a packed house these days. Yep. But uh, you will be able to get in. There will always be a seat uh, at, here at the center for we'll you. We'll put so more out. We'll put Exactly. There's always more <laughs> chairs. Uh, so thanks again. Get online. Get those resources. Share that song. And we will see you again next All right, time. Thanks for having me, Mike. Thank you so much.